Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Drunk Women Solving Crime will be live at the Clapham Grand on the 15th of December, as well as being joined by the amazing Kate Thornton. They can also announce that one of the stars of Netflix's The Duchess, Michelle Deswatt, will also be joining them. But if that still isn't enough Katie, Hannah and Taylor, then why not head over to their Patreon page and see what extra content you can get. There are videos, extra audio content, as well as ad-free episodes and shout-outs. Just go to Patreon com forward slash drunk women solving crime drunk women solving Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where brandy meets bludgeoning, mimosa meets misdemeanour and port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I dated a fair few guys in New York who just called me the body. It's a crunchy, fishy snack. Why not? <laughs> I know I don't talk good. I've had wine. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was so smashed by midnight, nobody could count backwards from ten. No one knew how to do it. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Welcome. 
to another fantastic episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are joined this week by the fantastic actress and legend, Kelly Shirley. Yay, Yay Kelly Shirley. Better than all, Kelly. You know, sorry. Yeah. In so many ways. In every way. Sorry about that. (laughs) Anyway, hello. (laughs) Hello. I think that's a fab introduction. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Wait, London, she's better than our Kelly. It's Kelly Shirley. (laughs) It's like, I feel bad for anybody who has the surname Weinstein who's not actually Weinstein right now. Like, you'd be like... Is yeah. the name department still open in the US? I don't know. <laughs> well, you would have to, wouldn't you? You'd have to definitely mm. change your name to anything. Mm. Yeah. That's always been Literally anything. Mr. Anything. Mr. Yeah. Anything. I want to be Mr. Kanto. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he never bothered anybody. <laughs> yeah, your name could be ruined. Like people that were called Harry Potter before Harry Potter. Like that yeah. is a bad... And I was always thinking, like, you know, if there's a serial killer that has your name. But as women, we're, we're sort of OK with that because not yeah. many serial killers are women. So <laughs> yeah. I think we're safe. Yeah. May West. Yeah. 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 You've got to be quite specific. To... Yeah. yeah. I, want, I bet there is, though. I bet there's a May West out there. The, yeah. the worst oh. name, if you're if, for a chick, I remember my friend used to prank call people called Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the olden days when there was a phone book, he used to, we used to, not me, he used to, I was not there. you, not me, he used to go to a phone box and just go through and just ring Sarah Connors. I mean, that is low hanging fruit. There are so many Sarah Connors, like that's such yeah. a common name. <laughs> It must have been annoying for the Sarah Connors. Oh, so do you mean do you mean Rose West or are we? Oh shit! No, I, I'm glad like, you oh, said that. I'm like, shit. is it May West? Kind of. A, May West is that singer? <laughs> iconic singer. Oh my god! This is what happens when I start drinking really early. Like, <laughs> brain cells go. Fucking May West is an incredible, like, <laughs> goddess. I love it, though. I love that, that mix-up of May West and Rose West. No, I do this. Oh, the was great. I, I, was thinking, yeah. I thought it was Rose. I guess I'm wrong. That was my internal monologue. <laughs> oh, my God. And I my was friend, like, my... don't correct them. You're American. Oh, you have your own oh, no. serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> there's no hope for me tonight, ladies. That's just where we want you. This is great. <laughs> Kelly Shirley, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I've been a dick, basically. And <laughs> um, when I was showing off to my husband how cool I am, I was, I was driving in my Nissan Micra yeah, and yes. going really fast because, you know, That's I'm cool. cool. You know, when, when those guys at, at this side of the road with, with like, how, how fast you're going? Oh, yeah. Oh, the traffic guy. And I went just by his... A police officer? Yeah, police officer. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil was going, Cal, Cal, there's a police, you know, there's a guy there. Just stop, yeah. stop. And I was going, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. right, anyway, I got loads of points, basically. Oh. Loads of points. And like a dick. And when I was um, stopping, trying to get slower, I burst the tyre of the car. Because oh. I, I went up on, on the curb. And so I look like doubly dick, doubly dick Shirley. 
That was such a big that well-known serial killer. <laughs> I was God. already picturing you like like Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids when she does Yeah, that. that's what I was doing too. Yeah. That's my so favorite. When you're reference. like, I popped the tire, I'm like, of course you did. You're a legend, just like we said. <laughs> How far into dating your husband? Were you already married? Or were you just dating? Was it early days? We were courting. We were just, we just <laughs> courting. When you burst just, the tire. Just courting. And I didn't realise that the tyre was in the back of the car, that, you know, that cars had tyres in the back. Oh, yeah. So that, I, this, I paid to have an extra tyre put on, I mean, which cost loads of money. And the guy was like, you've got one in the back. Why are you fucking telling me I've got one in the back? Why do why you even charge me? Yeah, he tells you after. Yeah. yeah. I like to anyway. that he proposed no, to that's... you right there and then. He's like, yep, this is the girl for me. Yeah. Yeah. In a and cool in a crisis a <laughs> not scared of the pigs <laughs> <laughs> she'll buy a tire even if she has one that's the woman for me and then she's still got a spare so that's smart yeah Ooh. and like nine points oh no oh, that's oh girl that's a lot of points and i know because prizes. <laughs> <laughs> on my parents first date with each other my dad drove my mom into london and got a speeding ticket nice Aww. he is a bad boy <laughs> he's a really bad driver <laughs> He's a good boy, but a terrible driver. Oh, he couldn't wait to get to the date. He was really excited. I was driving on the Isle of Wight once, and I was driving into a little town, and a car was driving towards me. It was like a Land Rover, and it was this guy in it, and he was making this hand gesture at me, which was like this. Not like that. Pushing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the listeners, that was the wanker sign that Kelly Shirley just did. <laughs> but Hannah's was like the slow down symbol, the right? The stop sign of waving. Yeah. It was like yeah. a wavy thing. I didn't know what that meant at all. So I made what? a face as if to say like, fucking what? And then it turned out there was a speed camera. And that's what oh. he was trying to tell me. And... I felt really Because that's different, again, from the sign that, oh, there's a blockage up ahead. That's like, whatever. I'm doing a wavy round sign. <laughs> Do you I know what? Know Hand the... signals on a podcast is a really good section. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. favourite one, though, was that my, my <laughs> nana, who I, I mean, I imagine this was, year, this was obviously years before I was born, but I always imagine her to be a 90-year-old woman. But she was sat in the back of my granddad's car and there was a traffic jam and she tried to tell the person behind that there were two cars in front of my granddad. Oh. And so she just kept going like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Two fingers. Yeah, fingers. just did fuck uh, off. Or a reverse peace sign. <laughs> just this Great. tiny little old lady. Oh, just... that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I did the classic cry to try to get out of a speeding ticket. Like, literally oh. 16, only had my license six months, speeding with my boyfriend. <laughs> and didn't work at all. I mean, I had, like, really? full tears. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm crying. And, God, <laughs> it was so expensive. And I was already so ashamed to tell my parents because clearly I didn't have the money, so I was going to have to borrow it. So I was like, I'm going to throw in everything else I've fucked up on. So I'm like, also, I smoke. And that <laughs> night that I told you, like, I it was just, it became, like, a confessional. <laughs> my parents, I'm like, I'm just going to get it all out. And it was <laughs> it was cathartic. It was really good. So thanks, yeah. Pennsylvania Police Force. I learned a lot. <laughs> That's good. Um, Kelly, we ask um, everybody if you had... Well, we ask everyone if you had the perp, what would you say to them? But in this case, the perp If I had the perp? 
<laughs> you do have the perch, young lady, but... <laughs> the perpetrator of the crime. But the, that's kind of just like a really annoying speed camera guy. That's kind of like ruined your day. Like, I mean, I was being a dick. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I was trying to like, cool, man, what are you doing? Well, she confessed to crime, so it's tricky. She kind of has to yeah. talk to herself. But look, she wound up working off the points and getting married. So I'd say fucking cheers to that. Actually, well, yeah, done. cheers. <laughs> cheers, guys. The husband I mean, was very impressed. Just for and the listener, though, don't speed, guys. It doesn't necessarily no. mean you're going to get married. <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. So I'm going to start this case with a dead body being found at 4 a.m. Yep. on New Year's Day. So marriage, so. huh? <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. I need to make notes. <laughs> oh, we you love note-takers. Like. I love You're it. You're going to be Jenny and Claire, aren't you, and make notes? I love it. <laughs> this is the body of Edwin Bartlett. He had gone to bed and been sleeping next to his wife, Adelaide Blanche Bartlett, just before 4am, she asked her maid to call Dr. Leach. They phoned Dr. Leach. <laughs> yeah, Dr. he did Leech. it. He did it. <laughs> nice. I love that you're already, like, guessing who the murderer is. Yes, so it could be Dr. Leach. He could be culpable. We will find out. She was afraid that her husband was dead. Question, was he dead? Oh. I don't think you're called a body until you're dead. You know, like, because you said a body... Because if, like I said, I woke up next to a body, you wouldn't be like, that's just Toby having a sleep. You'd be like, he is dead. That's a really heavy sleeper. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> I think I, yeah. dated, I dated a fair few guys in New York who just called me the body. <laughs> oh, that's why we're hey, no longer Elle together. Hey, was called the body. So, yeah. you know. Could be McPherson. That's why I finally figured it out. <laughs> It wasn't because you just seemed like you were dead the whole time. <laughs> yes, I think he was dead or nearly okay. dead. You think so? Hannah and Taylor think he was dead. Kelly, I'm going to say he wasn't dead because why would you ask this question? <laughs> very, very astute. Yes. Um, by the time the doctor got there, he was dead. Oh. But was he when she called him? So he nearly. May have been dying. We don't know. Ooh. We don't know. But when the doctor got there, the doctor was like, yes, he is dead. Do you guys want to guess the year? All you really have is the, the name Edwin and the existence of maids. I already know it. It's 1876. 1876? Mm -hmm. Okay. Higher or lower, you guys? I guess it's not because you would have looked really excited. <laughs> you're, not, you're not far off. I don't want to ruin it for the others. <laughs> 1852. 52? I'm going to go for um, 1888. <gasps> oh, my God. Kelly is the closest. It is 1886. Wow. Oh, yes. Welcome to the force. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it is New Year's Day, 1886. Adelaide cannot party like it's 1886. <laughs> Even though it is, her husband is dead. So yeah. question, what was the cause of death? Oh, well, I mean, it, it, we're talking, it was New Year's Eve the night before, so I think mm. possibly poisoning because of all the evening. I just write that. Well, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote poise because I didn't finish it in time. He had so much poise, he just died of poise. Um, <laughs> that girl is poise. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly, go on. Go with your logic. What's your logic? We'll, we'll share you... the answer. 
you started so you finished go on <laughs> it go was on. only that a good night to poison someone on would be new year's eve because there's a lot of drinks going around a lot of definitely alcohol. yeah yeah pass it off as that okay yeah. so you both are on the same page taylor anything different yeah specifically strychnine okay taylor's going oh, strychnine boom. now poison is correct specifically chloroform that's what i said now <laughs> this is what's happening in the case chloroform they found a 16th of an ounce of chloroform in his stomach which regular listeners of the podcast will be pleased to know is 1.8 grams (laughs) because that is what i do i convert things for everybody so now straight away there is something very strange about this. It might be difficult to guess without a degree in chemistry. Uh, the specific properties of chloroform and its effects on the body. I imagine we have some science listeners that might be gleefully getting this right at home. But my question is, what was weird about what the chloroform had or had not done to the body? Well, is it the, the, the sense that with chloroform, you're supposed to breathe it in? but we're supposed to like it's that's (laughs) what we know about chloroform right from films that it knocks you out so it kind of makes me think if he ingested it what happens if you drink chloroform exactly (laughs) that's what if you know that you have the answer to this question but this is takes something to get into the bloodstream that's a good guess basically chloroform does something to the body but had this chloroform done that to this body? I'm guessing so there's, some, there's no. something weird about what it should or should not have done. But this has been ingested, so it's a, it's a different kettle of fish in terms of... Does it give what you the shits? Well, <laughs> that's a good guess. Give you the shits, okay. So it renders We have give your... you the shits from Kelly. They're unconscious, but, but okay, hold on. It's found in his stomach. How did it get in his stomach? Well, he ate it, I guess. okay. But it all ends up in the bloodstream, so I'm confused what you're getting at. Well, they find it in the stomach. Oh, they find... Oh, so is it hidden within another object or food rather than... Hmm. I like eating late at night because I like going to sleep knowing my body is still like doing shit. I'm like the the lights are off, but like my body is still working. But everybody is still home. Your body is the temple that works night shifts. So basically, chloroform is a corrosive substance, so it should have eroded his throat and windpipe. Oh, Um, it had been encapsulated in something to protect it. Interesting Mm. guess, because this is what everybody in this case had a problem with. But basically, there was a 16th of an ounce of chloroform in his stomach, and swallowing that much would have induced vomiting, and there should have been at least trace amounts of the substance and burns left in his mouth and or throat and windpipe, neither of which were found Ah. in his throat. I feel like Taylor has just in a way solved this case but anyway guys that never happens come on <laughs> because seriously this is this huge mystery of how did this get in his stomach and if he didn't swallow it he, so. he swallowed a condom like drug mules do full of something like everybody does on new year's eve am i right in 1886 come on, yeah, come on. Somebody had enough knowledge of the substance to know to encapsulate it in something that would dissolve in the stomach so that it would get into his bloodstream and kill him, Mm. but would not just be vomited up, right? Now I am intrigued about capsules because none of my sources mention them, and I feel like that kind of solves this. But (laughs) question, how did Adelaide, his loving wife, say the poison chloroform got into his stomach? 
it's weird if she's saying that poison got into his stomach at all, right? I mean, we were all eating poison. We were just having a good time. But what does she think he did it on purpose? Does she think somebody killed him? What does she think happened? Suicide? Did she blame it? So you're going suicide, Taylor? Yeah. Sorry, I'll shut up. Hannah and Kelly. You know, by misadventure, one of those ones. (laughs) An accidental suicide. (laughs) Yeah. The bottles got mixed up. Yeah. He thought it was to soothe his sexual desire. Yeah, he thought it was Uh, Viagra. Yeah. (laughs) It it could be something that's... uh, Like, just last night, my friend was telling me about a Christmas dinner that they had that accidentally had some rat poison in it. Now, there was a reason why the rat poison was in it. It's a big leap. It's a huge (laughs) leap, isn't it? And um, (laughs) because chloroform, it's like... Back in the day, things like arsenic were used for sort of... It was for skin and stuff, wasn't it? So there would be maybe reason why a woman or a a family would have chloroform in the house. A possible legitimate reason. Yeah, like right now, if you go to a guy's house and he's got chloroform, you're not going to go like, oh, I bet that's for something fine. I think this is my soulmate. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So back in the olden timey days, perhaps it had been something like accidental that she's like, oh, yes, we have chloroform in the house and it looks quite a lot like the chicken stock. So I put it in the Yeah. Okay, okay. So everybody's going accident... So you... So Kelly and Hannah, accident, suicide... Ha- Taylor's going full on actual suicide. Now that the correct answer is yes, Adelaide said that he deliberately committed suicide. Question: How did Edwin's father think the chloroform got there? What did he think happened? Edmund. So the dead guy. What did the dead guy's dad think happened? Was his name he... not Edmund? It was Edwin. 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 I feel like Edwin hated her. Very Victorian. I feel yeah. like he well, hated Edwin's her. father. Yes, yeah, so she, he immediately blamed the wife, I bet. Correct, Taylor. You guys don't even get to answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Taylor is correct. You're um, on fire. This is amazing. <laughs> I should drink to excess more often. <laughs> she, she's right about everything when she's drunk. It's not just how she feels. She is right. <laughs> that is a great sketch, isn't it? She's right about everything when she's drunk. And just this woman. You should leave. Him. Yeah. <laughs> She's right. She's right. Edwin's dad had always hated her. He had, in fact, previously accused her of having an affair with Edwin's younger brother. Oh, and so this grieving, angry father tries to persuade the authorities to look into the death. Do the authorities look into the death? Yeah. Taylor no. says yes. I say no. Kelly says no. Kelly, why? I say why? no. I say no. I say no because I reckon it'd probably be easier just to like go it's a suicide rather than it yeah. you know t- take police time and money and effort just easier it's, isn't it it's a lot of work yeah yeah i, I would you. agree with that up to the point that you said earlier that they're quite a wealthy family oh I yeah maybe they pay them off well if a man mm. dies in a wealth i think if she died then they'd probably go oh yes it's hysteria she's a woman but yeah. because a wealthy man has died mm. um perhaps you know they do look into it Hannah George, ding, 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 good instincts. You are correct. Do you know what? I love being right, but yeah, (laughs) but you're right. It's like... No, you're literally right. A white man is asking them for justice. Of course they look into it. That is what they're for. That is all they're for. There is an inquest and it is overseen by a Mr Braxton Hicks. Ah! Oh, really? Wow. Sorry. With bonus point, would anyone like to tell me what Mr Braxton Hicks might be famous for? He was famous for pre-contractions during pregnancy. You are 
super close in such an unfair way that you should basically get the point. But basically... Kelly, does Kelly know, though? Like, it's when you think you're going in, into labour, but you're not actually going into labour just yet. You're very close. It's, yeah, the false contractions. Yeah. V- very much the pre-cum yeah. of... <laughs> <laughs> the pre-crumb of contractions. That's what Braxton Hicks are. Do you know what? I've, I've gone too far there and I apologise to we just everyone listening. You're spot on though. You are right. Also, you we are just all right. found out that Katie calls but... it pre-crumb. Crumb. <laughs> oh, I'm cookie. There's the I've pre-crumb. <laughs> the, this guy, Mr. Braxton Hicks, his dad is Dr. Braxton Hicks, mm. who invented Braxton Hicks. This guy invented like, it. <laughs> he invented it. Oh, so he's this just guy, like the son of a cramp. Yeah, this guy is literally like Dr. Braxus, my father. Call me AJ. <laughs> <laughs> In 1872, Dr. Braxton Hicks described the uterine contractions not resulting in childbirth, now known as Braxton Hicks contractions. But this, I know I don't talk good. I've had wine. <laughs> <laughs> what, pre-crumb? It's <laughs> really bad, isn't it? Anyway, this is his name. Ath. Ath. Athelstan. Athelstan Braxton Hicks. Athelstan. I'm going to spell it for you. A T H E L S T A N. Athelstan. Athelstan Braxton Hicks. Athelstan. Athelstan. Maybe. Athelstan Braxton Hicks. Did you write that down, Kelly? <laughs> yeah, well, just because I've never seen that name before. I have never seen that name before just, either. Just... <laughs> like, she's okay. still taking them, even though this is clearly a very drunk episode. And she's like, but we've, <laughs> justice must be served she's, again. She's keeping us to book, and that yeah. is good. Athelaston <laughs> Braxton Hicks was a coroner. Now, I don't want to get too distracted by him because he was famous in his own right for investigating the suspicious deaths of children and life insurance racket stuff because a lot of people were killing their kids for money in the Victorian era. <gasps> wow. Oh, Hooray. Okay. Um, so he was a big deal, but he made several reforms, notably that inquests were no longer held in pubs. <laughs> Oh, really? Is that literally no his reform? Way. That's oh, one of the, like, God. three big things that he's famous for. He was like, guys, you just can't hold inquests in pubs. Oh, my God. And was like, wow, we'll kill your he's kids. a really famous guy. <laughs> I love connecting episodes to other episodes. That's great. Because I was like, when did the pub inquest thing stop from another episode it's because of this guy's (laughs) reform like there's like there's so much but i don't want to get distracted so anyway of course his son stopped smoking in pubs which was amazing and (laughs) that's not true this family are called like the killjoys it's like (laughs) (laughs) his inquest that he did so he was a very he was famous being like quite a hard-ass hard-nosed inquest guy Mm. he's in charge of this inquest of course willful murder is his verdict he says that there's a verdict of willful murder so she's arrested adelaide bartlett is arrested and then of course we have a sensational trial but before we get to that i want to give you a little bit more information because that is what the real cops call casework are we i'm assuming in the uk like i feel like did we even say where we are we are in the UK. Okay. I'm very sorry. I should have said With that. With a name like yeah. Sir Adelaide Merchant Bartlett. You know what as well? I, I could have given you this. <laughs> this this case is also called the Pimlico Mystery. So mm. we're literally in Pimlico in London. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. I'm going to write that down as well. <laughs> 
I should have told you that at the top, I'm sorry. I just, I feel like I do get a lot of my knowledge about the Force from American films. And I do feel like my training just makes me think that we still would just be running around shouting, LAPD, freeze! (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get down to brass tacks and just tell you a little bit about the case. So some people, so just, this is just background for the people. Mm -hmm. Some people said that the relationship between Adelaide Blanche Bartlett and Edwin Bartlett was strange from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now, she's 10 10 years younger than him, which... Not that strange. Yeah, I was going to say that's don't don't get personal, but I've got an age difference. (laughs) They married in 1875 when she is 19 and this guy is 29. Now she came from France. Loads of my sources were like, she was French born. She came from France. Oh bonjour. Now, uh, so she was Adelaide Blanche de la Tremoille. Now, so quick bit of family info on her. Mm. Now, her father was rumoured to be a wealthy and possibly even titled member of Queen Victoria's entourage who had visited France at the time that she was conceived in 1855. And they thought he was possibly Adolphe Colette de la Tremoli, Comte de Trousseau, whatever, <laughs> Escurie, something I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce things at the best of times. That's fine. I like um, how you handled that. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like at least if I offend France, it's <laughs> not as bad as Scotland, is it? What's We're basically neighbours with France and Scotland and I offend everybody. So anyway, now. They're um, fine. They're both fine. It's fine. It's fine. They have, they have to on. forgive us even if they're slightly clenching their jaws. So none of that is especially strange. I mean, we're not all secretly related to Queen Victoria's entourage, but it was the olden days. She was posh, basically, right? Like, that's well, what I'm was, taking from that. Like, she was well-bred. Mm. Yeah, it's this weird... I'm quite interested in this little hinterland between, like, not necessarily a married mother, but she still gets to be posh, but it's the Victorian era. But I guess they she's actually, from France. They actually call it well-baguette in France. <laughs> <laughs> horrible yeah, horrible <laughs> welcome to our french listeners why aren't you good um, enough for our edwin but probably being french is enough right to just well, resent actually so there is so one of the things about his family have i done that can't read my own writing do you hand so, write your notes no i can't read my own printed notes <laughs> So well, yeah. I have scribbled on. <laughs> did did Edwin's dad not like her because she was French and that is possible. Now I can't find it in my notes, but I can tell you from my memory, Edwin is from a family. So they're rich, but they're a family of grocers, and they're very tight knit, close family of grocers. So they may well have been very suspicious and unfriendly to somebody that had come from overseas. Sure, sure. Your baguettes um, With an accent. With, yeah. a, with, mm. with an accent. Why is all your cheese and bread better than ours? Yes, and wine. And your society and your wine and everything. You seem like and really classy. And your general approach to life. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you. And underwear. Fuck you. Yeah. And your underwear. We're just still arguing about shit that doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's possible. Uh, possible. Um, now... I invite you all to guess a detail about their marriage that might be considered strange. Did they not have kids and was that considered strange? Excellent guess. And actually, we will get to that in a moment. Ooh. That is coming up. So you are right, but in a minute. Oh. You guys, you are, I'm pointing Edwin's at Edwin's gay. Together. You know what? Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to give it to you. Don't know if he was gay, but this marriage was supposedly intended to be platonic the whole time. Oh. 
Which, given what we know about the strict rules about all how everybody was treated, could actually be an explanation. It yes. could be that he was gay, but they had to tick all the boxes and everybody had to be legitimate and blah, blah, blah. So it could have been a marriage of convenience in <coughs> yeah. terms of like, well, she wants to fuck these guys, he wants to whatever. I don't know. Fuck I'm, these I'm guys. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> he was a, yeah, exactly, yeah. We have a lot guys. in common. Yeah, yeah so it's like, it's like <laughs> we get married. Amelia. <laughs> They're just oh, like. Interesting though, that they can go into a marriage intending for it to be platonic. Yes, which is what the rich posh people did yeah. because everything was just a fucking joke it's like yes we have these rules for the poor people yeah but we can do whatever we like so we'll tick this box but actually <laughs> we're doing whatever we want yeah drunk women solving crime i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today a lot can happen in 3 years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So this marriage was platonic. Apparently it had always been intended to be platonic. I, and the sources differ on this because one of my sources is that Edwin seemed to have no interest in satisfying his young wife sexually. And within a year, she was having an affair with, his, with the brother-in-law. But another source said that the, uh, the deal said that it was meant to be platonic from the get-go and that the brother-in-law thing was only speculation and it wasn't proven, blah, blah, blah. So the info that it was intended to be a platonic marriage came from Adelaide during the trial, which in a way is suspicious. Or is it? Now, they were married in 1875, and there is something that throws into question whether the marriage was intended to be platonic. <laughs> in 1881, something happened. Question what happened? We they did have this. a child. Oh, And yes. was that sort of like, oh, we thought they weren't having sex at all? Yes. So, you are correct. Kelly touched on it earlier, and Taylor is saying it now. In 1881... She has a baby, but it is very sadly stillborn. Oh. This is a horrible. When she was having this baby, Edwin had apparently refused her female nurse's advice to call a male doctor during a difficult labour because he did not want another man to, in quotes, interfere with her. Oh, gosh. Oh, good boy. Um... So, controlling. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Very controlling. Because how many other options are there? Like, There's yeah, midwives being let... sort of blacklisted because they're like midwife these women that think they understand vaginas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do feel like that's the opposite of female workplace. That it's like, merely go workplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you even, in the olden time days, were you even allowed to have female doctors? Like, when were women yeah, allowed to be doctors? Oh, well, I mean... Women were actually training to be doctors for ages, but they okay. weren't necessarily recognised. But obviously there were not very many of them. Mm. So if you wanted somebody, you would have to get a dude. 
this is what's crazy is you look back and it's like, well, that part of the body is foreboding. So it's just sort of like, we'll just ignore anything that happens there. It's a really weird one. Also, I just want to say, and this is not in any good taste in this context, but if we were going to have a jingle for male (laughs) workplace, I think it should be macho, macho man. (laughs) I want to be a macho man. Anyway. Um, that was that was so okay. I'm not trying to slag off men. It's their actions have real world consequences. You're slagging off Edwin. You're not. Slagging I'm slagging off, off Edwin. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Because um, he was a real twat, wasn't he? Well, he's definitely yeah, sounds like a twat in this, and like it's really weird because other stuff that happens later really contradicts this. So I'm really not sure. Oh what even is happening but all of my sources agreed on that so that feel, it feels like that is something that definitely happened mm. that happened in 1881 awful a few years later something else happens like that is a one-off it doesn't seem like they've had sex but that's obviously that's happened if i can um, just wildly speculate though let's assume that edwin is gay so he's privileged enough that he's in a wealthy family they've contrived this marriage uh-huh you would be going to great lengths to prove that you had this perspective so it's almost like you would okay. overcompensate that you're, oh, see- so you- you're having sex and your seed works and that you've yeah. got a baby kind of thing yeah, yeah. so okay. you could almost be like i mm. won't let a male doctor in with my woman i love baseball as a performance almost yeah i mean i'm i bet that's not a million miles off like it's insane to me so that's 1881 years go by in 1885 a new thing happens in their relationship which also could be considered strange or unconventional i'm gonna give you guys a clue this would also be considered strange or slightly unconventional today. Oh. It could happen today, but there would be people going, oh. Oh. Ooh. Open, 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 open relationship. <gasps> ding, 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 ding. Oh, mate. Oh, yes. way. We've got a new superintendent yeah. on our hands. Because... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got it. Oh. Um, basically, they kind of have this weird little love triangle going on. So Edwin introduces a third to the marriage, oh. who is this guy who is a guy. Um, so he brings home. <laughs> I'm really into the facts, you guys. Come on, I'm ready to write the name. What's the name? Oh, so he is called Reverend George Dyson. Mm. Reverend? The Hoover guy. Hoover. Reverend, so, <laughs> Reverend Vacuum. I mean, this is hot. This, this is, there's a lot. That there's a lot of layers to this. Service both parties. Mr. Wow. Dyson? Wow. Yeah. I don't know if he is. With suction? <laughs> I mean,. There can't be that many Dysons, but yes. Wow. So I'm going to go, yeah, it's definitely related to the Dyson dynasty. This is great. Um, I invented suction. Well. Suction <laughs> that you can't compare to. Mm. Equal opportunity suction. Yeah, he brings this guy and he's like, here you go, babe, have at it. I'm paraphrasing. But he, <laughs> he brings him home and in 1885, Reverend George Dyson becomes a frequent visitor and he becomes Adelaide's tutor and the couple's spiritual counsellor and friend. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of red flags all over that. But Dyson was a Wesleyan minister 
so which is a kind of a version of Methodism. Basically, this Wesleyan people, I read about this, they, uh, they're like Methodists. They tried to go to America in like the 1700s and convert America, but America wouldn't have them. So then they came back to England. They were like, yeah, well, we're just Methodists. Oh, my God, we'll it's like Cher Lloyd. In England. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. I actually think she probably did quite well in America. I was just trying to think, quick, who went to America and tried to crack yeah. America? She's like Oasis and everyone that went before them. Yeah. Very few people. <laughs> Robbie Williams. America. The Robbie Williams yeah. of religion. But was were they name? not accepted because they were liberal in their beliefs? Like, I'm trying to read between the lines. Like, I'm we just sh- kind of think whatever. Do you know what? I genuinely, from the very light reading that I did, I think that they just weren't offering anything new. I think America had what they had. Okay. Like they were like, okay. well, if you if we just have to follow these rules, that guy has these rules and he's already American, so I'll just copy him. Just like, because based on nothing, Methodists in my head, like I'm totally going in stereotypes in the states, but like <laughs> there's no like stereotypical like wow hardcore hardcore dogmatic okay. associations with Methodists. It's like the way you're like I'm spiritual but not religious yeah I think it was like quite laid back and I imagine like the people in like certain religions in America would have been a bit more dogmatic and a bit more we've got this locked down so there's maybe no room for them to really go hey we're gonna be laid back they were like no we're locked down especially because it was like we were doing our like we're gonna be even more righteous than the homeland (laughs) yeah I genuinely I think it is they couldn't offer anything that America wanted and they all came home and they were like, it's fine, we'll just do England, it's They're fine. like, we're just going to go in on a threesome marriage and we'll just... Yeah, we'll just, <laughs> that's what we'll do. We'll just get real sexy back in the UK. Yeah. So, to anyway. all the Methodists listening, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know yeah, fuck to, all about to, y'all. To all the Victorian Methodists listening, <laughs> we're judging you. Dyson said that he had been encouraged by Edwin to openly romance Adelaide with Edwin's permission, but that is the story that Adelaide and Dyson told in court. So, is That's it the true? problem, who isn't knows? it? When who knows? Murdered. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Who knows? Now, Edwin made Dyson executor of his will, in which he left his entire estate to Adelaide on condition oh. that she did not remarry, which was a common stipulation in those days. But later, very close to his death, maybe four months before he died, he removed that clause so that Adelaide could remarry. Again, coincidence... So, Mm. question, why might Edwin want another dude to pork his wife? (laughs) And we kind of touched on this. (laughs) So she gets pregnant again and they can have a baby and continue the... The lie? Yeah. That's a good guess. Well, so the marriage breaks down. I I guess as per what you just said, if the Mm -hmm. dissolution clause was initially more strict... You know, that she was the beard kind of thing for him. Yeah, to, to help keep up the beard thing. I just like so I think these are all really good answers and actually I reckon that there's some truth to that but I will give you some facts also which is that Edwin was suffering with several unpleasant illnesses at this time oh. he had rotting teeth oh, okay. and he also probably had tapeworms oh now Edwin was supposedly <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. My nan, back, back Audrey, she used to buy tapeworm eggs <gasps> in the 60s. because no. they them. Yeah. For so dieting. They, yeah. Oh, no. no. Shut up. We've been talking about it recently, about about her and about that. Yeah. That no. is 
Crazy. So what, what's the what's the crack there? You just bought some tapeworm eggs and you let them hatch in your stomach? Yeah, like, yeah you, and then yeah. they eat all your food and you lose weight. While you they lose fill loads your of weight, yeah. yeah. I'm getting oh to that gosh. point in lockdown, though, where I'm like, what are my options? <laughs> <laughs> did she Fuck take me. them? Wow. She, she did. She was very thin. Oh, my God. <gasps> she was void of vitamin C, wow. A, B. She didn't care. She was thin. <laughs> all these, wor- oh all these worms inside her. Wow. Yeah, you could buy them. And then Bloody did she get hell. them taken out again at a certain point? Because otherwise that can... Get life through. I don't right? know. I didn't get that far, but I don't know. Maybe they lived in her for years. Who knows? But also, uh, our horror as mar- modern people, and we're like, yeah, all we do is cut inside of our bodies, suck it out with a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Like, I mean, we, we can't talk evolved. for sure. <laughs> wow. But still, like, you could have a thirty-foot tapeworm inside you. It will take you, ages to lucky. pull it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. your tapeworm, girl. Yeah, mine's, mine's <laughs> 60 foot, actually. And yet, if you want to be a guy in a film, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You <laughs> barely have to work out. Anyway. <laughs> oh, the bad guy. teeth I get, the tapeworms for your marriage, I'm not sure how that would affect it. No, I mean, I she's not think... going to want to shag him with rotting teeth, is she? She's, yeah. she's no. not going to. I think that would have been smell. a huge turn-off. Even in those days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because if they make a note of that in the 19th century, bad. imagine how bad That's it some is. bad teeth right there. <laughs> That's oh, not yeah. just like, oh, well, one tooth is kind of Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's posh. He should have good teeth. He's got money. Now, towards the end of 1885, Adelaide asked Dyson to get some chloroform that had been prescribed by the doctor treating Edwin. Oh, But this Dr. Leach would later admit that he prescribed it reluctantly and that it was at the insistence of his patient. But his patient was Edwin, so it does sound like maybe Edwin still wanted it, but again, who do we trust? Mm. Um, Now, under the laws of the day, you had to sign a book at the chemist's pharmacy as a record of buying medical poisons but only if it was a large amount of a chemical poison so question <laughs> how did they get around this the little regulations are adorable you'll have to put your name down if it's 500 grams of heroin dear <laughs> what did they literally just be like i'll you know i'll just order half a gram of chloroform and then i'll order another half a gram the next day um, so consequently, no ah. name in no books. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've yeah. done this before. Hi. <laughs> she knows how to get chloroform. Bit by bit. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, and you are correct. He bought four small bottles of chloroform instead of one large bottle, and he bought them in several shops, claiming that he needed it to remove grease stains. Fucking hell, that's what I do with wine. I'm just like, I don't want my like, news agents down the road to know that like, I'm coming How in much every, wine you spilled. Yeah, like every <laughs> single day. Oh, Hannah, oh. that's so funny. Because a lockdown conversation I've had with my husband genuinely is I'm like, yeah, I do want some Sauvignon Blanc, but don't go to the regular place because i have this feeling of like god how much you know you look at your bank statement and you're like oh. i know i'm also our corner shop like uh, we always just go there for the really dirty stuff we're like there for the wine <laughs> wow. or the cans of beer you or the like a dirty shop giant watsits or yeah. the twix like you know we go to sainsbury's mate for our broccoli of course of course we're doing that <laughs> 
Yeah. But the only shit they ever see me buy in the corner shop is fucking <laughs> like these cherry sour sweets. Oh, like, yes. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, Lovely. you're not going to get your, like, wilted veg. The thing I love about London is, like, all the veg boxes that are right on a main road. It's like, mmm, diesel-covered <laughs> clementines. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> We're keeping them in business, though. I'm like, local business. What is chloroform supposed to do? Well, it's a poison. It does several things. Let's find out. Now. <laughs> has, anyone got, has anyone got any? Everyone go to your bathroom. They used to as an anesthesia, didn't they? I mean, they would operate on people yeah. under chloroform. Um, actually, yeah, because that's Dentist. what we have. Mm-hmm. I bet, yeah, this is all right. It was a, um, a very cheap knockout, wasn't it? But what would you need it for at home? Good well, it question. removed grease stains. Grease stains. So it was cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely did lots of stuff. Need open I'm heart move... surgery or to remove that stubborn stain on your carpet? Chloroform is here for you. Seriously, I bet we could find some good I efforts. do voiceovers, guys. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Only after Edwin's death did Dyson claim to suddenly realise how suspicious his actions were. Mm. You don't buy that. Mm. Now, on New Year's Eve, the 31st of December, 1885, Edwin Bartlett returned from a visit to the dentist and went to sleep alongside Adelaide in their Pimlico flat. Just before 4am, she what calls the doctor. What a fucking night. Wait, he went so to the dentist time? on New Year's Eve? New Year's. Because he had I don't think it was tea. a national holiday in those yeah. days. Yeah, I think he had really bad tea. Okay. And he had to see the dentist. <laughs> okay. Don't you feel like they would celebrate it more because of the things they'd survived? Like old cholera, beef, God, and all the other diseases. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean, Kelly. I feel like, uh, like it doesn't matter how many years ago this was. Be invented and then we'll it's still a big thing. Fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going into 1887 was big. Mm. It should have been a night off for the workers, shouldn't it? Yeah. It should have been good money for the pubs. Yeah. It's weird that he was going to a dentist. I always remember my favourite yeah. New Year's Eve party was, night. Um, I was yeah. at my local, my local pub and everyone was so smashed by midnight, nobody could count backwards from ten. No one knew how to do it. Ten, seven, fourteen. It was, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> that sounds like a beautiful memory. <laughs> okay, so she calls to the doctor just before 4am because he's dead. Trial sensational, that's where we started, yada yada, lots of press, UK and abroad. Now at the opening of the trial, charges were read out against both George Dyson and Adelaide. Mm. But the prosecution immediately asked for the charges against Dyson to be dropped. And he was formally acquitted before the trial even started. Now this enabled the prosecution to call him as a prosecution witness. Okay. But it also made it possible for the defence to take advantage of his testimony. Oh so it's boy. kind of like 50-50. Mm. This man's going to invent vacuums. We have to give him a good position. <laughs> I like, I like, I've not done enough research. Imagine if that's what happens. Uh, now, Adelaide Bartlett was defended by Sir Edwin Clark, who suggested that Thomas Bartlett had committed suicide. Now, this lawyer guy that she gets, this Clark guy, was huge that she got this guy he's like this amazing lawyer but it's the reason people said that that she got this lawyer was rumored because her mysterious father's intervention so this is like 
Her dad is secretly in Queen Victoria's entourage. He's got money. That's his daughter. He's paying for this. And celebrity a little bit. Yes. Mm. It's literally like she's Paris Hilton. So she's got the best lawyer. She's not going to do time for that DUI, whatever. I haven't done. I haven't checked if that's what happened to Paris Hilton, but I feel like there was a parking thing. That is an old reference. I, lo- I love an old reference because I always say <laughs> Kerry Katona, and people See, always that like, would be Kerry better. Katona. I went with Cher Lloyd. Yeah, we're all like, let's do <laughs> old references tonight. I'm please. so like, I'm so. What up? Can we be millennium. more glorious, Steinem? Yeah. <laughs> do you, you should also get like, her on as well. I want Mae West. I'll kill all those people. <laughs> Not Rose. Not Rose. <laughs> I would take oh either God. West happily. Fine. You know, also, if this, when this comes out, if we leave in the initial May West bit, okay. there'll be people listening going, but it was Rose West. And they'll be <laughs> angry for five minutes until what we actually go, wait, it was Rose West. Thing. We get it. <laughs> because also, anyone in the US would be like, did May West kill people too? <laughs> I mean, oh, we have such a fucked up did. history. We'd be like, yeah, I guess she did. Yeah. Like oh, if somebody yeah. like Marilyn Monroe had killed 10 people, I'd be like, yeah, well, Hollywood is a cruel, cruel place. So <laughs> it was crazy back then. Yeah, you know. it was crazy. <laughs> so now she's got this posh lawyer because her dad is probably posh. So that makes that rumor look true because she's got this amazing lawyer. Now, Adelaide was not able to testify in her own defense. Uh, because that was not allowed until the Criminal Evidence Act of 1898. Woohoo, fact fans. So the defence called no witnesses, although it did give a six-hour closing statement. So, Wow. That's not a closing statement. It is too long. Now, (laughs) the main forensic aid to Adelaide was that the liquid chloroform reached the stomach without burning the sides of the throat and the larynx. Edwin did not have such burns on his... Excuse me while I turn the page. Esophagus. Body. Body. (laughs) And esophagus, because that's in the body. um, Which bolstered the suicide theory because you would think that rapid drinking would suggest that they, you know, they'd done it very quickly and that would they'd rush the uh, poison drink down. Uh. But still, there should have been a trace amount. So, question, what verdict did the jury come to? Did they think that she was guilty or innocent? I would say guilty because, she, again, done and dusted, get somebody for the crime because she's a woman and because it's just easy. Good yeah. instincts. That is a lot of times what they go for. Anyone else got anything different to say? <laughs> what, was it the defence that did the six hour? <laughs> yes. The, descent, the defence went on for six hours. The defence went on for six hours. I kind of feel like... No, that was the closing statement. <laughs> That was the closing statement of... I mean, I don't know when sort of like beyond all reasonable doubt came in, but I think if you could talk about something for six hours, particularly something that feels as though this story feels as though it hasn't got a huge amount... It hasn't got six hours of background to it, like yeah. So I, I, yeah. I feel like so maybe they found her innocent. Just yeah, yeah. I think he filibustered. I think that yeah. I think they found her innocent because actually they got confused by six hours. I can barely okay. watch six hours of like a drama series, like let alone. Yeah, they were like, "Fuck this! I want mm. it to end. Goodbye." It's Go. very rough going. I think I suffered more with the OJ trial than anyone involved <laughs> in the 
in the case. I'm really torn on this one because, it, yeah, as usual, it's that battle of privilege versus privilege and gender mm-hmm. versus gender, but then someone that's bucking the system. Where does the power lie? Exactly. I think, I think maybe she was found not guilty. Okay, well... Great instincts. Let me reveal to you. (laughs) When the jury returned to court after considering its verdict, the foreman said, although we think grave suspicion is attached to the prisoner, we do not think there is sufficient evidence to show how or by whom the chloroform was administered. The foreman then confirmed that the verdict was not guilty, which was greeted with rapturous applause, public opinion having moved in Adelaide's favour during the course of the trial. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. We would wow. still like to import brie and good wine. Yeah. So. we've got to keep the French happy. <laughs> but yeah, so the issue of how the poison got in Edwin's stomach, now nobody said capsules, and I'm genuinely going to, after this, Google when capsules were invented. Because, like, you can make your own capsules now. You can just, like, get some cod liver oil and some olive oil. And some... <laughs> <laughs> what, am I the only Breaking Bad person here? <laughs> um, like, you can, you can buy gel capsules and you can just, like, make your own little supplements mm. and stuff. But oh, wow. did they have... I mean, I guess they didn't have gel capsules then. Well, but did what did they have? Horse pills? What I mean, like... Yeah, but, I, that's such an interesting Because that would have yeah. kept it from, from it doing from, that. When did it like, tincture into capsules? Yeah. 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 And it was such a huge mystery. And listen to this. Huh. <laughs> the fact that they didn't burn him on the way down with this thing. A very famous doctor at the time, this surgeon called Sir James Paget. He made a famous quip and he said, now that she has been acquitted for murder and cannot be tried again, she should tell us in the interest of science how she did it. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So they Can you thought not that get she was tried again? No, she can't. Well, there was, the law was it, like it's double jeopardy. Like you can't oh. go down again. And for the we same crime. need to do a case where double jeopardy was invented. Just a note for me, because I never plan ahead on these cases. <laughs> but that's amazing. I love the idea that yeah. they can be like not guilty, and you can be like, suckers. Yeah, yeah I killed him. How did you do it, bro? So she never said how she did it, if she did do it. She never said if it was capsules. You know. You'll never know if Taylor was right. I know the stereotype of the French has to do with cheese in my head. But you know what they... She put it in brie. Do you know what they do? Good rinds. Rinded cheese. And they put chlorophyll in that rind. Well, I just feel like maybe she understood a coding. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Long before well, the English were like, maybe we should preserve our cheese in a coating. Okay. Well, we will <laughs> never know, Taylor. We will never know. Question, how do you think she did it? We've capsules, stomach pump, injection. We've rind. About this. <laughs> rind. We've got rind now. I'm not sure she, she did it at all. I'm not sure she did do it at all. Oh, she didn't do it. It wasn't her, yeah. I still think it's Dr. Leach. Still think it's Dr. him. He's Leach got, did he's, it. Got a, he's got a dodgy name. <laughs> it is a dodgy name. Oh, I, I gave a prescription, but I was reluctant. Well, what kind of fucking doctor yeah. are you? Do we know? fucking did it, Dr. Leach. Did she get... I- an inheritance. Do we know that? Well, either she got it or Dyson got it. If they, yeah, once they mm. were acquitted, I guess they would have inherited mm. stuff. But they actually disappeared from public notice um, after the trial. And oh, okay. There were journalists and stuff, but there was an impression that they had got married, but no one knew for sure. 
but they or there was also this idea that they never met again and they just disappeared oh. and went their separate ways so they either disappeared and got married or they disappeared and went their separate ways <laughs> cheers drunk women solving crime this is from our listener sarah i won't give her second name because we preserve our listeners anonymity anyway um anonymity that one Dear Drunk Women, on the topic of this week's episode, there was a a recent episode about animals being taken to court and she says that she has a listener's crime to do with that. So she says, I live with two cats, Callie and Kajza. Now, I'm just going to apologise now. I've probably pronounced your cat's names wrong. Definitely. (laughs) Not probably. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Why would I pick a case where I can't even pronounce the cat's name? I'm so sorry, Sarah. These cats live in a a small flat on the ground floor. The cats go in and out as they please through an open window and the little staircase on the outside. She tries to keep the window open as often as possible because they haven't figured out how to tell her how they want to go out. She says, we're working on communication skills and getting there. Naturally, I don't ever leave the window open when I leave the house, but sometimes I do when I go to sleep because that's when K and K, she calls them K and K, and that's why I'm going to call them. They like to do their running around. They're active at three to five in the morning, but she is not. Now, I have woken up several times to the sound of a cat eating food in my kitchen, and I have learned to tell from the sound that it is not my cat. When I get up, I see a nanosecond of a glimpse of this cat as it jumps out through the window and is enough to see that it's the same cat each time. Oh. At one time, I tried to be clever and tiptoe close to the, f- the window first, trapping the food thief inside. After some chasing, during which it tore down half a bookshelf and most of my <laughs> potted plants, I caught it and we stared at each other. Kay and Kate are mostly fur and bone, but this cat was all muscles. I have never met such a buff cat before. Has anyone else <laughs> turned on? Just need to check. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Now, <laughs> I knew I couldn't hold it for long. We stared, adrenaline pumping. It dug, she's written this, this is very gripping. It dug a claw deep in my cheek. Oh. And I carefully pulled it out. Angry cat attacked and threw the cat out. I mean, that's dark. Mm. Now, after this confrontation, I've had a couple of months of quiet, but last week it was back munching away. I've seen Calais in company of this cat once outside. And one time when I chased it away, Calais walked after it and out of sight. Other cats have poked a curious nose through my window, but have been chased away instantly by K and K. I don't know if it's Callie's friend brought home from school or if it's a bully stealing his lunch money. Either way, I don't want and can't really afford to keep feeding it. And it's obviously not starving. I don't want to limit K and K's lives more than necessary. I had to keep them indoors in my previous apartment and they clearly suffered from it. What do I do? Thank you for an awesome podcast. One day, it may be possible to travel to London and see a live show. The things we took for granted one day. Cheers, Sarah. Also, drunk women need help solving the crime bit. Well, weirdly, it connects with our crime, doesn't it? Because it's like a third has entered the marriage. (laughs) But it's causing trouble. And how welcome was that Yeah, Was it a breath of fresh air? Or is it ruining everything? (laughs) The muscular cat. Yeah. (laughs) The Dyson of the group. I mean, the thing is, she doesn't mention if this cat has a collar. Like, so you can't tell if he's like a feral cat that's stealing everybody's food in the neighbourhood and he's just got really buff from all his stealing. Or if he's actually got a lovely home. (laughs) I I did just call a cat buff. I don't know what's wrong with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't have quite enough information. But also, the only thing I can suggest... 
which is not something I specifically approve of, but like, you know, those cat collars you get or dog collars where like you get, a, you know, you have a cat flap and then the a, the cat, your cat has a collar so they Got can the get magnet. through. Yeah. But another cat will get an electric shock if they try and come through. But she's talking about windows. So I think if you keep your window open, you know, you're kind of you're welcoming the cats of the neighborhood in, to be honest. If you've not got a system, if you've not got the the collars, um, right. then I think, you know, if I walk past I'm like like I'm in a cartoon. If I walk past <laughs> a, open a window sill window with a pie, cooling sorry, down. I just took that to its conclusion. If Hannah George goes past an open window <laughs> and there happens to be a meal on I the mean, other she's side happy, of that window. <laughs> Where are you calling um, a, a cat bus? There was this thing <laughs> in the day where we were talking with my friends about finding, when you're young, like mm. cartoons, um, like kind of sexy. Oh, and, yeah. um, you know, and one of the things that came up was about, um, you know, Robin Hood. Um, yeah, sexy fox. fox. The fox. Everyone the fancies time. that fox. Not the first and that's a weird up. concept, mm-hmm. isn't it? About fancying a fox when you're young. <laughs> and, like, we were talking about different animals and like, anyway. <laughs> you're right. Everybody fancies that damn fox. I know. It's a strange thing, isn't it? It's no. re- like, it's the most fancied animal, I reckon, in history. Yeah. A sexy fox. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. But, um... No, but it's it's true. It's true. But often I always think that it's kind of because they obviously have lines and a personality and they feel quite human. I think like, you know, it's yeah, all right. Exactly. To fancy they feel human. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, don't worry. Don't worry. But yeah. I do think that, you know, if you just suddenly call a cat buff, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, I'm the weirdo. Oh, okay. I didn't even fancy this fox. I thought it was a bit like the cat. You fancy the cat, the buff cat. Katie hasn't seen muscles. I fancy cats with a strong, and I stand by it. I don't. I don't, you guys. I think, like, I love the fact they had a tussle. They had a proper, like, she trapped it inside and they had a proper cat fight. I love it. Scarface kind of shit going on. Yeah, I think that uh, open your heart to this cat, and I think this cat might be a stray, and I think actually, let it's a cool in. cat. Yeah, just it's a cool be friends. Cat. But she, but she doesn't know if it's like a friend to her cats or a bully to her cats. Mm. You know, I think if you kill it with kindness, and maybe it'll become it'll become good. Interesting. I love that as a philosophy. This cat is meant to be in your life. Either shut it out by closing the window or embrace it. This is locked down. Nothing is uncertain now. You gotta make definitive (laughs) decisions. Just A or B, baby. A or B. Make your cat's apocalypse proof. That's right. To be continued. To be continued. To be continued. Nice. (laughs) That was very good. So is our advice to shut your windows? <laughs> yep, as always. Maybe get a cat flat, maybe get some electric shocks. I'm not 100% behind that advice, but it would solve that problem. Some Pop. shit cat think... food. <laughs> yeah, shit exactly. cat food, interesting. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Give them subpar cat food. 
<laughs> He'll only come when he's very hungry. <laughs> right, sorted. We have solved that crime. Cheers. Woo! We have just enough time to talk to Kelly Shirley. What are you up to? What am I up to? What would you like to plug? Where can <laughs> we find you? you? Where can um, we find you? Okay, so I do a series on Sky and uh, <gasps> Stars called In the Long Run, which awesome. so good. Hannah's fella has been in, Toby. <gasps> Um, he's in series one, smashing it, and <laughs> it is the only series um, on um, on at the moment where it has a black family at the uh-huh. at the helm, and it's created by Idris Elba, and um, it's just it's just funny and brilliant, and got an amazing soundtrack. So I'm in that with amazing that perm. Amazing, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, your perm is incredible. Good perm. And then, is it a real perm or a wig? It's half and half. <gasps> because wow. I, cause I, cause I'm like, um, you know that scarecrow from, um, uh, what's he called? Wurzel that scarecrow. Gummidge. Yes, Wurzel Gummidge. I'm like Wurzel Gummidge. My hair's really thin and pathetic. So they had to, <laughs> they had to really fill it out with lots of um, oh. pieces. Pieces. Cool. Okay. <laughs> So if you want to see Where's the Gummage in the 80s uh, with casual racism, um, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> it's really oh, good. Gosh. We're really, really plugging this properly. It's a really good show. No, but it is. It really is. Um, no, it and it's got awesome. It is. It's, it's like 25 minutes of Pepsi and Shirley and oh. amazing sounds. Awesome. And Idris being great. Yay. So, so that, and then I'm fronting a campaign at the moment about mums who are about to give birth to donate their core blood to, to the anti-Nolan charity oh, wow. to uh, combat blood cancer. Oh, so amazing. if you're about to give birth and you want to uh, not eat your placenta, like please just donate <laughs> it because it can really help save yes. someone's life. That's got, amazing. Got oh, wow, else. that's so, so good. Uh, so I'm doing that at the moment. What's that called again? It's the Anti-Nolan Trust. And you can literally, when you're about to give birth, just sign, sign it up to them. And it doesn't hurt you or your baby. And it's an amazing thing to do. Such awesome. a great cause. And, they and don't... it literally saves someone's life. Literally, yeah. literally saves someone's yeah. life. So That's please. Amazing. Otherwise, it's just chucked away, which is just wow. crazy. They crazy. don't promote okay. it enough. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, like my best friend is going to give birth in the next like two days and I'm going to message her in a minute and be like bitch what are you doing with your placenta why are we doing it don't eat it don't eat it yeah, yeah. yeah. cool don't blood think about it. blood cancer please yeah. yeah that's amazing give it up for Kelly Shirley <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman music by The Lion and the Wolf if you would like to you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter on Facebook and Insta we are Drunk Women Solving Crime and please review us on Apple Podcasts and also if you have a crime that you would like us to solve write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening bye hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.